Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode two of Transformers Armada. It is Metamorphosis. This episode was written by Ryo Motohira, and the last time on Transformers Armada, a bunch of kids went into a cave and triggered a thing that alerted the Transformers about little Transformers. And in this episode, Vaughn's and Fred are trapped in a cave, and Fred loses his shit. <laughs> yeah, because well, yeah, Billy Vaughn's. He's like, well, I guess we're trapped in here forever. And he's oddly calm about it. But yeah, his Fred starts freaking the hell out. And back outside, Megatron and Optimus, they're still going at it. And the kids finally start to run for it after just standing there for who knows how long watching them. And then another space bridge opens, even though it doesn't look a damn thing like any version of them we've seen before. Immediately, you know, this is Starscream. Yeah, uh, the one beside him is Demolisher. They, yeah, they space bridge or warp in. And then everybody stands around for a bit. And then... <laughs> And they get stopped by Hotshot and Red Alert, who warp in, and then everybody stands around for a bit, and then the, oh. Uh, I'll get it. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Hellman. I'm here today with an offer you just can't pass up. Not one, not two, not three, but four Transformers. There's Demolisher, there's Red Alert, there's Hotshot, and the dreamboat every gal's keen on, Starscream. This seems like more Transformers than the two of us need. Then let me sweeten the deal with even more Transformers. That's right, all these nifty robots come with their own tiny robots. Minicons! You tuckies will have more Transformers than you know what to do with. Yeah, that's the problem. No worries, I can come back at a better time for you and the man of the house. Well, yeah, anyway, the kids run, um, and the, there is kind of some action between the two. Like, Hotshot lays a punch into, I think, Demolisher? He takes up Demolisher? Yeah, it seems like it, yeah. But one of the things that's important here is Alexis notices the Autobot symbol on, I think it's Hotshot's shoulder at that moment. And was it just me, or did that look really pixelated? It did. It really did. Like, they had a tiny version in Photoshop and then just expanded it. Or, like, even MS Paint. <laughs> Uh, you never know, but uh, it, now they finally run for the cave, and the other Decepticon, I guess, growls at them, and then the blue Autobot, we're going to, I guess it's Red Alert, I would call the blue Autobot Red Alert, anyway, he just punches this guy's mouth loose. Yeah, the, the kids get away, and uh, eventually Megatron and the Decepticons just warp away, and it's a weird, it looks like a VHS yeah. error. It's a weird effect. I kind of like it, but it's weird. Uh, but they warp away, and Hotshot figures that they must have been using something called shortwave teleportation. Yeah, so that, that means they must have a base nearby, and then Red Alert just looks up at the moon and goes, they must be there, because I guess that makes the most sense. Like, why why the moon? That's hardly nearby. It's a quarter of a million miles away. Uh, so then we go to the moon, and that's exactly where they are. There's a whole lot of assumption in this series, and every assumption is bang on correct. Because <laughs> the uh, Decepticons are at the moon. Uh, so Megatron returns to the moon. Oh, okay. I had a problem with this. Yeah, because this little pale blue Decepticon asks, is everything go well? And did you smash the Autobots one boss? And okay. Well, do you want to get that one? Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll see what he wants this time. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Homada. I'm here today with an offer you just can't pass up. You'll flip your lid over this brand new and improved Cyclonus. That is not Cyclonus. Sure it is. I'm on the up and up, see? The hell it is. All right, I can look past the redesign. In fact, I kind of like it. But when you combine that with the exact opposite personality the character is known for, you no longer have that character. At least animated kept the original design. All you have here is Cyclonus in name only, and hardly that. Giving this groveling shitwad the name Cyclonus is about as disrespectful a move as you could make to the original character. There are three rules when it comes to the Transformers, and rule number two is you don't fuck with Cyclonus. He's one of the most loyal Decepticons that ever existed. He's gone up against Ultra Magnus, not 
Not to mention that he's both Skywarp and Bombshell at the same time. Yeah, that's right, I said it. Keep your own theories to yourself. I choose to believe what I choose to believe. And that's Cyclonus consciousness being composed of... Yeah, he's got the blind loyalty down, but that's where it ends. Like, this is like a, an eager teenage version of Lugnut. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know what I mean, kind of? Like, yeah, <laughs> and it's almost not even blind loyalty. It's just groveling whatever. But but what happens is that he talks about the Minicons, pisses off Megatron, and basically gets voluntold to go find the Minicon ship or he'll be dismantled. Yep, and then he'll launch what's not useful into the sun, Megatron will. And back on Earth, back in the cave, Alexis thinks these robots are going to come looking for them because they're after him. She means the Minicon. But Carlos thinks she means him. <laughs> and Rad <laughs> thinks nothing because I guess he can't understand the Minicons anymore, even though yeah. he could last episode. But this Minicon leads him to an elevator, I guess. And Alexis thinks, oh, this isn't a good idea going farther into this cave. But then Rad's like, well, if we can't get out, those robots can't get in. Like, that's bug bladder beast to trial fucking logic right there. <laughs> did did we did we see the kids run into the cave or they they're just in the cave now, right? I think they just mentioned, hey, let's get to the cave, and now they're in the cave. Oh, okay. Here. All right. Well, at least it was mentioned. I missed that part. But they yeah, these giant stone doors then close and yeah, trap them inside, like you said. And then another set of, I guess, stone doors open. And they're all of a sudden... Oh, okay. I just thought it was an elevator or something. Yeah, okay. See, I thought, well, they're just standing there, and it, all we see really see is light on Alexis's face, and then she's just blank expression for a bit, and then... <gasps> like, th- these kids are tabula rasa personified. They're just, you look at them and it's a blank expression and then they show you what the kid was looking at and you go, oh, okay, they must have been shocked. But yeah, this uh, other door opens and it's a very clean and very well-lit spaceship and then Red guesses exactly what really happened. Like again, like this assumption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That the Minicons came here to escape the larger robots who use them to increase their power. Like, how did he come up with that? It doesn't matter because I'm going to tell you the exact same story that the viewer already learned in an episode one. But uh, yeah, now Rad knows exactly how to use this alien ship computer with unlabeled buttons and he brings up a hologram of Megatron and now he can either understand the Minicon again because it's warbling something off or he can read Cybertronian that we can't see because he tells the others it's Megatron, the leader of the Decepticons. Don't worry, Paul. Don't worry, Paul. By the end of this episode, Rad won't understand the Minicons again. Yes. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, then yeah. He, so he introduces Megatron and Optimus, even though we've all whatever. Um, there's a lot of exposition, but then we go to the moon, and Megatron just finds one. <laughs> yes, he notices something in the distance, goes over, picks it up, and. Uh when Megatron picks that up, though, the Minicon down on Earth with the kids, he starts freaking the hell out, and Rad's like, oh, he's going haywire, and eventually, after the string quartet arrives, I have written down, a door opens, and there are two green tablets, like the one they found last time. Yeah, the, we, we cut back and forth between, like, the kids, well, there's three things we're cutting back and forth, uh, is the kids picking up the Minicons, and them kind of becoming their own Minicons, and they'll turn into you know, Transformers, and then Megatron picking up his Minicon, who is Leader One, which I don't know if that's... I kind of love it that they they threw homage into Leader One there. And then the third thing we see is just everybody standing around for nine minutes and 50 seconds. (laughs) Commercial break. And uh, when we come back, Billy and Fred manage to find their way out. 
but then start freaking out over this giant footprint they found. It's like, and it's it's the only footprint in the entire canyon. Like, yes, even though say, there's not giant a robots just had a fight. And and it's it's also it doesn't look like a foot at all. Like I know that transformers don't have human feet. I get that, but it in no way I would look at that and go, oh, like a spaceship landed there. Yeah, before I would think that was like. a footprint. But yeah, they both lose their shit. And uh, back with the other kids, Carlos's minicon works now, I guess. And uh, he scans Carlos's skateboard and now he transforms into a rocket powered skateboard. Or I guess it's like a hoverboard, really. Yeah, with I guess that has mag locks for his feet, as yes. we'll find out later. <laughs> and also has jet boosters and is from the 80s. <laughs> it's um, it, This is kind of a cool scene, though, where it's like, OK, here are the kids and they get their guardians and they have their yeah. toy. This is kind of like when Siri got her jetpack or the first moment in prime where it's yeah. like hey jack and rc are a duo now and and you know miko and and bulk so it, it was i kind of like this it's, it's as far as i'll take it i kind of like this yeah and uh alexis her thing turns into a scooter so i am totally calling that thing scooter until they give it an name <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they're Whoa. all happy and these things might come in handy and they're gonna go for a test drive and then back up on the moon uh cyclonus asterisk just dear <laughs> listener know that every time i say cyclonus there's an asterisk beside it uh he begs forgiveness uh from megatron for not finding leader one before megatron found it i think yeah because it was just sitting right there in the open how did you not see that and just for a second here we kind of get the faintest hint of Beast Wars Megatron, because Megatron's like, I should melt you down. Oh, don't tempt me. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, okay. okay. For Please all the... make this guy say yes at some point. Yeah, oh, yes. For all the complaining I do, and dear listener, I know there's a lot. Um, David Kay's crushing the voice here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, just to show the other Decepticons what these Minicons can do as incentive for them to try harder to find them, he has Leader One, like, blast the entire room with his laser from his chest yeah oh blows holes in the wall just to show the power uh and demolisher runs and he's like oh is everything okay <laughs> um megatron tells him look we've detected two new mini oh no demolisher tells megatron they've detected two new minicons on earth and then megatron gives them basically gives them the new alternate mode yeah he pulls them up on the computer and back on earth optimus scans a passing truck so now he has a new alternate mode and back with the kids they come zooming out of the cave on their new things no oh, helmets right. no knee pads not a fucking thing nope. and these things are just the best yeah <laughs> yeah so they ride across like the desert kicking up dirt and that's cool and then they ride or drive through a forest and they're trying to do this parallax thing where they're moving the trees across the screen to make it yeah. look like they're going fast. But if you look in the background, they're moving at the wrong angles. And it, it really just looks like there's trees moving in front of you. It doesn't really give the feeling of speed. Yeah, it's like in Return of the Jedi, except not done as well. <laughs> but yeah, not done very well at all. And then they drive on water. Yes. They're not flying. They're literally driving on water. Yeah. Like and then... The things don't transform into watercraft, which no. they could easily do in a show like this. But they're like wheels are turning on the water, <laughs> which let's be honest, they should do in a show like this. They should transform. Yeah. But wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah. This is where Carlos has his maglock boots. Because they scale a nearly vertical cliff wall because sure. Yeah. And you know what? Fine. Let's let's assume that Rad's just holding on because he has handlebars and so is Alexis. She's holding on. Yeah. Carlos is just standing on a skateboard. But they get to the top of this thing and at the top of this thing is Megatron. Yeah. And now he is in his new mode, his Earth mode, I guess. And it's 
it's bulky. I kind of mm. like the old one a little better. Yeah. But the kids run away from him, and then they encounter the other Decepticons, and I really like the Decepticons. Oh, yeah. they. I really like what Starscream looks like in this one. Oh, Starscream <laughs> looks great. When he transforms. And now, I guess Cyclonus, asterisk, is a helicopter, demolisher, some kind of G.I. Joe-looking thing. Starscream, obviously, is a fire plane. It should be worth noting that, like, none of their vehicles blend in. They're all very much toys. Yeah. Um, like, even earlier when Optimus scans the the uh, truck. Now in the episode, in the script, uh, all the kids get surrounded by the Decepticons and they're going to get taken out. And all Optimus flies in and slams into Megatron, and we see him in <laughs> yeah, we see him in truck mode, and he doesn't look anything like the truck he scanned. No, he's completely different colors. The he trailer's looks like completely a transformer. Different. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Starscream and Cyclonus transform back to robot mode, but they stay airborne when they do. So it was kind of like in Beast Wars, where Waspinator and uh, Pterosaur could fly. D- didn't matter what mode they were, but as the Decepticons can't, unless they have a flying alternate mode. Either way, Optimus opens his door and tells the kids, get in, and Alexis sees his Autobot symbol, and she immediately gets in, but the boys, again, just stand there, looking at Demolisher coming up behind them. Now, okay, I, I know this episode had a lot of exposition that wasn't needed, but this was a really good moment where all we needed to see earlier was Alexis looks at the hotshot, at Hotshot's Autobot symbol as Hotshot saves her, and then Optimus pulls up and says, get in. She sees the Autobot symbol, and she knows, oh, these they're here to help us. Yeah. We didn't need all that exposition of this is Optimus Prime and this is Megatron. They're from a planet named Cybertron. Like, we know that. <laughs> anyway, the kids get in and this was kind of awesome. Yeah. Demolisher, like, checks the front of Optimus in truck mode. So he's like grabbing him and tackling him and trying to slow him down, getting pushed back. Optimus revs and then opens up a laser cannon on the roof of the cab. Yeah, and it's like the laser Gatling gun in fucking Fallout 4. It just, oh, the empties the clip on him, point blank. And in his he, face. Yeah, in his face. And then he r- drives over him. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck. And, and to add salt to the wound, <laughs> Demolisher then transforms into alternate mode and is about to chase, and Hotshot just comes through and checks into him in vehicle mode. Smash. That was really good action. But now the Decepticons run back to Megatron, and they're scared. And <laughs> he, like, he says something, I'm fine, you idiots. Come on, let's get them. But back with Optimus, I guess they figured they'd drove far enough away. The kids get out, and he transforms. And Hotshot and the – I fell down as the other Autobot because I didn't figure out that his name was Red Alert until later. But uh, they transform. And then Optimus transforms again. Like, he actually, I really like this, to mm-hmm. be honest. He he basically transforms into the upper half of Optimus, and his trailer becomes the bottom half. And he, at this point, design-wise, has gone full robot samurai. Oh, yeah. I haven't done any transforms into super thing. <laughs> Whatever it is, the transformation is fucking awesome. It, it is really awesome. And again, this is, so I've never, I've never once in my life transformed an Armada toy. I don't know if this is like GoBots level accuracy in the cartoon but it looks like it is and both sides square off and to be continued i guess Brad somehow puts it together pretty much exactly what happened in the past that led to the Minicons coming to Earth and why the Autobots and Decepticons are here now, and he thinks it's the only possible explanation. What if the robots use these guys to boost their power in an ancient war? Like, how do you come up with that? I mean, it's true, but it's a pretty random thing to just pull out of your ass when he hasn't seen anything to suggest it, and he thinks they fled here to get away from the other robots in their war. Well, it's close enough. Last time we were told they were sent into deep space so they couldn't be used as weapons ever again. 
So why did the Thing send out the red and purple beams to Cybertron? Whether they fled or were banished, it doesn't make sense either way. If you flee to deep space to escape a war forever, you aren't going to call up and say, hey, we're here now, come get us. Also, it's, it's not the only possible explanation, Rad. Maybe this guy's got gambling debts and they're here to break his knees. Maybe he's an escaped criminal and they're here to bring him in. Maybe they're on vacation and beating the shit out of each other is what these guys do to relax and unwind. They're aliens, man. You don't know their customs. Don't be so... <laughs> Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Dip Pickers podcast show, Metamorphosis. Paul, what did you think of this episode? It's better than the last one, but it still had a lot of pauses. And <laughs> But I did like that Megatron was like, oh, so help me. It's like, oh, come on. Say yes at some point. Yes, let's yeah, let that, David that Kay play in this space, please. Uh, I agree. The pacing of the, the show continues to be a, a problem for me. The animation is... The Transformer animation and voice acting wins me over. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about Cyclonus. They did my boy dirty. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, the the voice acting, the Transformers, and the look of the new, like their new Earth modes is great. I just hope these Minicons aren't going to turn into like Sari's Key where they can, you know, climb walls and drive on water. Like, are they going to be able to do everything but make toast? Like, they, they uh, will. They will. I'm sure they will. As soon as Leader One, you know, blew a hole in the walls. I was like, okay, so why Once he looks like buggy man. He does. <laughs> he does. He looks like a great buggy man. But at that point, I'm like, wait a minute. Why is leader one being subservient to Megatron? I should just kill him. Like why did the, why the minicons rule the world? Yeah. Anyway, if they're that powerful, uh, the next episode, Paul and I are going to review is base. If you want to see two based guys, I think we're based. I don't really know. Hey, uh, zoomers and younger millennials are Paul and I based. I think that's a good thing, Paul, but I think we might be based. It's like the opposite of cringy. Maybe we are cringe. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm at John Sobey, and Paul's at P. McPherson one on Twitter. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. The Minicons came here to escape the larger robots who used them to increase their power.